So we are here today at the intersection, creating common ground between the intersection of business and art, between corporate and creative, and everything in between. And I'm here today with Makafui. Makafui is, uh, and I apologize, because- I, I appreciate, hey, look, look, I appreciate you pronouncing my name the right way. Well, what I was just I about really to say is when I was 18, I introduced you on a different podcast and I said, this is, I said, Makafui. Makafui, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's funny as hell, man. Like I just, uh, I just got out of introducing myself as Mac, right? And so now it's like, somebody told me this recently. One of the recent time I did an interview, they was like, my name is easy to pronounce as Elizabeth, but it's not a common name. So I'll be getting it, you know? And I, I really do appreciate like the diligence. So real shit, I appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, I didn't have to train. All I had to do is hear it one time correctly. Like you said, Absolutely. it's not a difficult name. It's just an uncommon name. Anybody, yeah, anybody yeah, can say uncommon. Sure. Anybody for can sure. say yeah, It means I praise God. So um, anyway, McCaffrey is the owner of Fortune House, a hybrid creative workshop and event space designed to host and promote the work of artists all over the city. For sure. It's located in the low end in Bronzeville where McCaffrey grew up. 44th Street. There you go. Makafui is truly tapped in with a lot of the creative pulse of Chicago's youth. And within his inner circle are some of the most talented Talented, recording artists that I... Multidisciplinary. Multidisciplinary. Filmmakers. Designers. You know? (laughs) He's right. It's not just art. It's not just music. I happen to be really focused on music, so that's where I see a lot going on. But like you just said, he's he knows a lot of people from all over the city involved in a lot of stuff. And uh, McAfee organized a lot of like community impact and activist related events over the course of the past few years that sure. made noise in their own right. And uh, you overall have a really good balance between being super big hearted, but also having very clear boundaries for yourself trying <laughs> you've been making moves nonstop since i met you five years ago at the kim products photo shoot for saturday night yeah, i probably met you at kim crib before uh maybe at the photo shoot it was the photo shoot where well welcome that was a very long in- that was supposed to be the intro it was a very long intro welcome, welcome appreciate you thank you for having me you talk a lot about being enthusiastic about how Fortune House is in Bronzeville, just a few blocks away from a lot of places that you interacted with growing up or even your mom's store. So could you tell us about the significance of? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's so interesting. Like it only makes sense that like Fortune House is called Fortune House, but originally like my mom's first business and her company is called House of Africa. Um, unintentionally, this is an extension of the work that my mother has built since moving here a little bit over, you know, about under like 30 years ago, 20 years ago. But her business been open. She's 1999. I'm a 2000s baby, right? Um, Me too. You know, 2000s is a great year to be born. But um, I mean, we couldn't have done this in any other place. I mean, I grew up on 48th Street and I grew up on 44th Street. Um, a couple blocks east from here, um, and Kari grew up on 41st Street, and Drew grew up on 45th Street, 41st Street. So um, this is our neighborhood, right? And I think in creating an art center, 
one of the most important things and like the heart of this is creating something that we didn't have. Like I had to go up north to access a lot of programs, like particularly like art-based programs, right? And so that's something that like, you know, we want to build in this space is like, let's build an art cabinet where artists can come here and access shit, tools to create. Um, and, and But past there, us also being able to create experiences that uplift each other, um, that empower each other. And, and we can educate ourselves. We can, you know, we can spill our hearts. We can, we can express ourselves. We can perform. We can watch movies together. We can play video games together. We can engage in art, right? Um, and so what Fortune House is, is, is I think, an, an intersection of a lot of different artistic mediums. Um, we haven't boxed ourselves in, into like solely working with music artists or solely working with visual artists. Like even in the space right now, we have a rotational gallery and we carry the works of a lot of, you know, really dope visual artists. Um, and so, and that's just because like, I think as creatives, particularly as black creatives, we've often had to be one thing or the other because of how hard it is to sustain a career in art, right? Um, and I think what we're trying to do is push that boundary of, of, uh, of entrepreneurship, a word that was just brought to me recently. Um, but, you know, being able to not only express ourselves freely as artists in, in, a, in, a, in a liberating space, um, but then also you know, exists within the reality of the world, which is a lot of times we're artists and we're entrepreneurs. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to be, you know, working a nine to five and then trying to do our art from eight to, you know what I mean? From right, eight, right, eight right, to right, 11, right, 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 right. I'm trying to create that space where, um, and, I, and I think through doing this, I have where my time is, 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 is free. And, and free free time don't mean you sitting around not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Free time means you're you're exploring yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we have to do in this world. There's a lot of pressure, so it's a that's why it's a tough challenge. But Fortune House is is you know one piece of that puzzle. Um, and there's a lot of great organizations, great people that are creating change in the city. So we just hope to be you know a part of that change. Fortune House is really unique in the sense that I don't even know a lot of other places or venues around the city that are a space for multidisciplinary intersection, like a lot of different things. Like you see, you could watch a movie, you could showcase somebody else's business through what they create. Yeah. How did you get to this, like, how did you get to that place where you were like, this is what, how the space should exist at? Yeah, I mean, I think as we, like myself and my peers looked at just, and as I kind of mentioned beginning, like us reaching so many different areas of art, right? Like one of the first events we did in here, Kari did his, his short film showing, right? And even just being able to see that flexibility, like, like, like Kari being a, a music artist, but also just a multidisciplinary, disciplinary artists, I feel like it's essential that we can showcase a range of, of areas. I mean, we've had panels in here about Afrofuturism and we, this past week, did a black business panel with a restaurant owner and, um, and, 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 a, and somebody who has like a, an estate, an estate sales company and, um, all, you know, all types of things like that. Right. Um, so I think like this space, is intentionally that. I mean, even this past week, we had a fashion pop-up, 
Mm-hmm. And so that was where this space was completely transformed to represent a brand and its initiatives. And I think that's very important because a lot of times we create in the vacuum of the internet and we can, <laughs> we, can find, we can find success creating in the vacuum of the internet, right? But there also is like that connectivity, that irreplaceable connectivity that's built through face-to-face conversations. Like even just with the, this neighborhood, like I'm meeting like, I see like the people that walk their dogs over here, like shit, me and Ryan are, are here the most. Like we see the same people. We see the same people walking their dogs. We see the same people that live in this neighborhood. And like now like real life people that live here. You know what I mean? And that's that's what it's and that's what it's about, I think. Part of it is it's just creating an opportunity and like being real, seeing what our needs are and being adaptable. I think uh, a, a, a quote that was given to me recently is that um, a tree that cannot bend breaks in the wind and a tree that's flexible survives the wind. And I think taking that ideology, when you have ideas, creative ideas, creative companies, you have to have the fundamental value of flexibility, um, not boxing yourself in. That's how you that's how you survive. And I think you cannot box yourself in while doing one thing really well too. So it's not saying like you got to dabble in all types of different you know spaces, but it's saying figure out what you think. You know what I mean? Figure out what you do well, and then and still explore put that energy into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's such but a explore. refreshing Don't box. Say. You know what I mean? Don't box yourself in. Um, that's what we're doing for ourselves, and, and that's what we want to see from our community. We just want to see us reach our potentials. You know. One thing is like you really embody the expression of what you might call universal constants. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> the universal constants. <laughs> what um, could you give some examples of? What are these universally relatable aspects yeah. of life? Shit, word to word to my earlier. Uh, it's you know it's a lot. I think we've been having conversations over the past. I don't know how long, but um, I mean there's you know there's so, there's so many. There are some fundamental that you know you can explore. But I mean even just looking at the 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 line we walk of uh, of of polarity and 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 how. Um, thinking about what exists on the other side of creation and what exists on the other side of these things that we express ourselves through. Um, and I think it is, it's a, it's a deep conversation that is had, it's an internal conversation. I think as creatives, we're all exploring as we create art, those are our outlets to express, you know, the internal and the external that we experience in the world. And I think we need space for that. I think we can do that within you know, hopefully the safety of our homes, but we don't always have the safety of our homes to do that. So that's why, you know, and this is me tying those universal constants back to like what this space is, like this space is a medium in that sense. Right. Um, but I mean, there's a ton, and I mean, even for myself personally, like we explore while we're here. The only thing that's guaranteed in this is, is our birth date and our expiration date, right? So it's only so much we're gonna learn in this lifetime, but you know, I I advocate for people to study the universe, study their world, study themselves. It's a great thing. And the, and we'll find the universal constants that you know that we all know and that we all carry within us. Um, some people are more sensitive than others, but 
regardless of where your sensitivity is, like we experience universal constants. And so, yeah, I mean, we could talk about that for you know, that's a long time. Shit. <laughs> it's I, own episode. I, I, I met, I just got tight with a brother yesterday and like we chopped about these things for six hours. Wow. Stories and, and it's so interesting because like for myself, like I grew up in a church, right? So I grew up, I grew up in a Catholic church. So I grew up around, you know, or I was an altar boy. So around organized religion, right? Even in that, like one thing I learned from religion is that like that's also a tool to engage with the universal constants. So yeah, I, I, I advocate, you know, as, as I do myself and like as I feel like a lot of people do, like just exploring your relationship with God, which with your creator is, is fundamental to finding peace in this world. Cause that's what we need. We need peace in this world. It's a lot of injustice. It's a lot of pain that we're collectively experiencing as a human race. But, um, you know, it's, we gotta find that peace in ourselves and a step in finding that peace in yourself is finding peace with, with your creator, with your universe. Some people see their creation differently. Some people feel they are the creator. And that's a, a viewpoint that I understand and, and that, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. Some people have a more humble approach to how they see the universe. Um, and seeing yourself is, is humble too. So you have to know how to create that space where, um, you know, you recognize your power and the unlimited potential of your conscious uh, while still being a part of the vast infinity of the universe, you know? You, you're like a very worldly individual going off of this. Sure. So there's the worldly constant, I mean, the universal constants. <laughs> and the world, this is the worldly world. As I experience the world, I have found the worldly constants and secret metals that exist. <laughs> You've, uh, but I found the secret metal that has the power. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been to Japan, you actually studied sure. Japanese in For school. Sure. Yeah. Japanese is the only other language that I speak, uh, what's it called, proficiently. Okay, word. I'm language. not proficient yet. I'm in Japan. You, did you go through Genki? I did go through Genki 1 and 2. I'm and in Genki. I'm in chapter 14 right now. So, there you go. So, whole sh so I'm, I'm, I'm navigating. I'm not conversational yet, but my grammar is good. My vocabulary is good. I'm like, I had to learn like a baby, you know? So I'm like, so I'm like, a, I'm like, a, right now, I think I'm like a, I'm like a, a cool five-year-old. Uh, it's also a blessing to, you know, have a dedicated educational space to, to learn. Like when I'm, you know, up at Loyola, like that is, uh, in a sense, like a vacuum from all the other work that I'm doing. Right. Um, when I'm in class, I can talk about Fortune House. I can talk about the work that I do, but. I'm also taking political violence courses, like 400 page documents accounting, you know, political events between like, you know, the United States government and, you know, wherever. You know, I'm a global studies entrepreneurship, you know, major minor, international business. So, and I'm, I'm from Ghana too. That's what I was just yeah, about like, to say. Half my family don't live in the United States. My question was leading to, you've been to Japan, but you've also been to Ghana, where you're from. With, didn't you go with, um, your brother and Chance and Vic Mensa. Yeah, we was all out there in July. I'm going out there this uh, this this January as well. What about the the world intrigues you? Like, like there's the universal constants, but like, what do you? How do you think? Man, America, to America sucks. Uh, <laughs> for real, though. for real. I mean, a lot of places suck though. I don't really like Europe like that. I've been to Europe. Mm. I'm not the biggest fan, but. Um, 
I mean, I think it's just seeing, you know, you gotta, you have to, it's one thing, like we could go on our Google Maps and zoom into any place in the world and see how it looks, but it's another thing to like, you know, shit to feel, the, uh, to, to sit down, to, to drink water from different places, you know, like it's, it's, it's a blessing. So like the one thing I implore is like, I wanna see more people, you know, shit traveling does so much for you. Like, I don't think this space, if I, I don't think if I, conf like traveling also gives you this like a level of self-confidence that I think mm. is very underrated. Like, because we're so, you can become so familiar, especially in a city like Chicago, you become so familiar with your, envi your environment that, you know, we tend to, um, you know, box our, 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 our outlook out, right? But I think traveling gives you the opportunity to be with the adult version of yourself, to be with the child version of yourself, um, and just recalibrate and see like, you know, outside of your normal environment, like what are your red flags? Like, what don't you like? What do you like, you know? I think through traveling like independent, like the first time, like literally right after I turned 18 years old, I went to London by myself. For, for over a week, I was there for really? like for like for like nine days. You know, um, even doing something like that, like just challenged my whole view on like independence, right? And at the time, my realization, like I literally like lied to my parents how much money I had. Like I told my <laughs> parents, I told my parents I had like twenty eight hundred dollars or some shit. But my dumbass bought some weed before I went out of the country, <laughs> and like I probably bought, I bought some clothes and shit, uh, some all types of shit, and uh, and I was only out in London for like for like nine days. I had like four hundred dollars, which is not a lot of bread to stretch internationally. But you know I made it work, and like I'm here right now. So um, you know little, little things like little things like that. But that was also me just like challenging my independence and saying like I came to the conclusion like shit, I still needed a little bit more support, right? Um, I, I was ready to move out of my parents' house when I was 17 years old, but um, at the same time, like, it's a blessing to, you know, be able to have have a home here and, like, have a support system here. So while traveling is important, creating an independent space is important, I also, I think it's made me appreciate what I have here a lot more, my family, my friends, and my loved ones. Uh, and so that's just me traveling for myself. It's just, you know, it's building myself, you know? new visions, new sights. I done seen every corner of the city, you know, for the most part. To steer things a little bit in a different direction, let's say the city of Chicago, because I think you have a lot of insight into what communities can be and what they can provide and how they can be formed and what the right ways are to like look at things in an, like in the inverse of an ignorant way. You have a lot of insight into the genuine reality of what's, what's going on yeah. in places. So like, let's say the city of Chicago came up to you tomorrow and they were like, Mac, we want to elect you as the city's creative communal director. You'll be in charge of overseeing, working with other community leaders to make sure every single part of Chicago has like healthy, wealthy, supportive, thriving communities or focal points of communion. What would you, what would be the first things you do? Yeah, I mean, shit, the first thing first is, is, is listening, right? I think a problem with politics is that politicians don't listen enough, you know? Um, so there's things that I wanna see, but I think the things that I, everybody doesn't have the same vision, right? So like, I think the first step in 
in a in a role like that is understanding the scope of needs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I immediately see uh, we have to address the major issues of of equity, and you know whether that be social equity or fine, you know capital equity. There is it's very hard for people to start businesses and to for things that they for businesses they're passionate about to. Uh, you know, have streamlined systems of support. So I think we need more incubator programs. Hmm. Um, I see that looking like uh, whether that be, you know, five to $10,000 capital, like people need the resources to pilot and start their ideas. And like with that, I think there is a level of, and this is me thinking like introductory side, we can talk about how it looks like for people that have a proven track record and are doing the work already because that's where there shouldn't be any questions asked, right? There shouldn't be any questions asked. It should be let's amplify the work let's that y'all are doing. Let's amplify what you're already you know? doing, right? So that's, that's one step is amplifying the work, the great work of the organizations in the city. I can name many. 10 off top. Yeah. Good Kid, Mad City, getting a Peace Book completely funded. There should be no lack of funding for a program like Peace Book. Beauty and Brands and the scholarship programs that they're creating for young women in the city. There should be no issue raising money. Um, it's, it's an abundance of them, you know? I do think that we still have to look at how we can create less, less barriers of entry mm. for people that don't align with the traditional requirements mm-hmm. to access mm-hmm. capital. Agreed. Because that's an issue as well, too. You know, even for us, um, you know, we incorporated in 2020 so there was a you know a point post pandemic where we a lot of our needs that you know we we were trying to get met we didn't have the you know the w9s to access Mm. capital that's available all these like standard forms of measurement of what you need to just access even being a business yes i mean so it's a big you know it's a big thing it's a big thing and i i think it's it's hard to put like the what would you do into a singular statement i think it takes a role like that takes diligence. It starts with research. It starts with understanding the needs of the businesses, of the community organizations, of the people that are doing the work. And it's creating pathways for those needs to be met, whether it's marginal over time. But we need to at least, you know, I don't see why. We need, there needs to be money reallocated yeah. towards, uh, towards, towards innovation towards particularly innovation for black and brown founders, right. young founders, um, period. You know? Period, there's not much else to yeah. say. So, I mean, that's, that's where we begin. We begin with, you know, just increasing, you know, increasing our, our capacity to create. And then I also think business training is important too. Like for myself, like I'm, I got my mom. My mom, this is her fourth store that she's opened up. She's a, wow. she's an OG, right? Um, and she's been through every process, even as we built this space, going through, you know, properly doing our permits, creating architectural drawings, working with contractors, um, you know, real business shit, right? Real business real shit. Business, <laughs> yeah, real business shit. Dealing with paying people, um, getting like you know all the licenses and everything on the books. Like if I have, if we ain't have Sarah Queen food, like. Fortune House Art Center would not exist, period, right? Yeah, yeah, it's that, it's that mentorship and let, let founders, you know, we need to be able to create access to capital while 
keeping our equity as well. Because sometimes people get pimped out their equity. People get very pimped out very quickly. People get pimped out their equity. So that's another thing too. So it's like, you know, this is where we have to look at like, what just what are the, you know, what are, are the values of the society that we're building? And I think generosity plays a role in that too. Mm, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Generosity has to be there. But like at, at heart, you know, there is like the deconstructing of a lot of predatory ex- exploitative systems mm-hmm. like traditional banking that Very often true. doesn't create opportunities for owners like me. Because like my credit score is decent. I, my credit ain't out the world. I don't have bad credit though. But even then, like I'm 22 years old, you know, and I ain't grew up in a rich ass crib. Like my people's work. So, you know, they had a lot of priorities and like they've done such a good job in creating opportunities for me. But there's some areas that I still don't have that I don't have access to because of, you know. How things are already because of set. Exactly. So that's a reality that, you know, I think a lot of business people that want to be business owners that look like me, um, navigate but that's where it's good to have a support system have mentors right, like you just said i don't been in so many programs like i'm a o- obama foundation clc alumni i done been through chicago scholars and the emerge program a part of metro squash and like everything in between you know um and those have also served to give me like a lot of guidance and leaders you know being exposed to leadership of how to do things the right way you know um so yeah i think there's a lot. There's a lot. That I, if I was uh, the the director of uh, what was what did you say? Um, <laughs> the direct, I just made that up last night. The creative communal director. The creative communal director. Uh, I, I I will I will call a hundred meetings. We'll, we'll meet we'll meet every day for the next hundred days. That's we'll, we'll, that's we'll figure, so valid. We'll though. figure this shit out. But I'll be like, everybody, take a nap first. Get well rested, <laughs> smoke some weed, drink some water, eat some berries, uh, and we're gonna figure this shit out. It's like businesses, hierarchical structure in business makes sense, right? But I think when we talk about community, mm. you have to create a floor that isn't like all possibility is gate kept through this single application. Through this hierarchy, you through have this to already You know what I mean? Because that's how it is with like, with, with like a lot of bread. It's like, especially with grants, everything is so competitive. You know, we're, we, it's hard to uplift each other when we're competing against each other. Mm. Um, and so that's one thing too, I think we need like less competitive space in terms of building, you know? Uh, but it's also like, you gotta, that's why you gotta, you gotta do the work and build your value so that in the reality of this world being competitive, you can compete. So mm. you gotta be real with yourself too. Mm. So like, I'm an optimist. Like, and a realist. I'm an optimist and a re- you have to be both. You have to be both and you have to wear both shoes and so I, but it's like. It's kind of like I said, you're big hearted, but you also have clear boundaries. Yeah. My, my, my problem is the opposite. I'm big heart, but bad boundaries. I'm super optimist, not so much realist sometimes. <laughs> and, but you know, shit, I, I, I struggle with that. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Cause you know, nobody wants to be like taken advantage of or like, you know, in, in, in any type of way, like you want to be your purest, truest self and in whatever, whatever space you occupy, right? Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, it's good to have a big heart. Like be, I, for me, I'm just like, I just, I'm, I'm being myself, you know? 
but there's a lot of the world presents so much pressure so it is difficult for a lot of people to navigate that pressure and like for myself like navigating just the pressure of the world is really hard so but we got it because shit god got us you know literally going back to fortune house and talking about the opportunities that you want to offer people could you talk about like the breadth of opportunities you think you can create by letting them letting people express themselves here yeah i mean we're, i think we're like evaluating how programs look in the space right we're a creative company so um this you know the art center being uh you know being a creative venture i think the goals is to be able to create programs and initiatives that empower artists and so i mean an example of what we've i think been building for a long time that even just today like talking to nate about um is in the field of music like audio production and engineering and creating programs that not only engage the introductory um introductory perspectives within audio engineering like navigating software navigating hardware um you know music theory understanding themes like uh like uh you know random shit i was talking to to the homie tiger yesterday about like i was asking questions but he was producing and shit and i was like i was like what does compression mean like questions like those you know so that's on an introductory level to create like knowledge and education that's accessible to particularly mm -hmm. younger generations but you can learn music at any point so i try not to like age information you know what i mean like this mm. information is for kids that's a really good point do you want to talk a little bit about that on a tangent not trying to yeah. age information yeah you know what i mean like i i think one of the biggest harms to black children is the idea that i think labeling is such a big problem right the idea of a kid being a bad kid or mm. a kid being a good kid or a kid being old for his age or a kid being immature for his age right i think that we have to when looking at the way we communicate with each other i know i got a nine-year-old homie that makes some prof profound art you know what i mean like i think it's important that we challenge the younger generation to be themselves and like we have to stop putting kids in this box of like man even just like st like standardized tests and right. shit like oh, that God. like we put kids through so many like constraints where it drowns out by the time you get to you know 16 17 years old down. you've been sandpapered down some people break the mold of their creativity being drowned and they flourish creatively but there's a lot of kids that want to express themselves, but don't have either the voice for it or their environment doesn't support them doing that. So for me, in terms of like aging information, like even when kids first want to be artists, a story a lot of people share is like, you're not going to make no money from that. That's that can that can break somebody's heart. You know what I mean? That can break somebody's passion. And it's like I think capitalism has done that where we have to like put this like value to every single thing that we do and like Make you know distribute our time yeah so it's like i mean to me like we should create a broader point of entry for creative empowerment so it shouldn't just be like you finish high school now you can do this or right. you finish a very now you can do this like 
it should be people people gotta take, people gotta take people gotta take their steps and like I'm grateful to when I was a kid to have like a level of freedom that allowed me to like explore and take my steps but the world I also understand why people box their kids in because the world is fucking dangerous little kids be getting shot out here you know what I mean trying to trying to explore and express themselves we don't put ourselves in the best predicaments and shit be happening you know sometimes it's 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 bad luck sometimes it's the wrong steps so i just want i want i want people to to take good steps when it comes to inspiring the next generation because there was a lack of diligence with my generation you know i, I yeah it's, it's it's all about it's all about the next generation it's you know we have to explore past present and future with everything we do like we we impact our the generation before us we impact ourselves and we impact the next one you had a post on instagram where it like reposted an image that said uh communities aren't safer with more cops they're safer with more resources why on earth had some people come to the conclusion that uh, communities are safer with cops yeah i mean it's because of the idea of cops i mean shit niggas can read like the new jim crow and like see what the you know the origin of policing is and and in in the united states but even globally uh you know cops aren't cops aren't the answer i think it's been a measure that's been created to um you know to keep people in control um with the illusion you know the illusion of of of, of it's the same thing as the military right mm. like i understand and the thing for me is like unless you've made that sacrifice like you can't fathom it right but at the same time i think that we need we've created these degrees of separation that don't impart safety so you have like half of the population that feels safe with cops and and, and half that doesn't um so we're so pol- i think it, it's it's so hard like we're so polarized right but at the end of the day like the answer isn't putting people in jail. The answer isn't finding people and making them poor. The answer Like you said, the is, answer isn't is finding res- quote unquote bad people. Why are we labeling people as bad people? Yeah, absolutely. So the answer is resources. The answer is 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 is, is if somebody's hungry, let's let's have food get for them. them. Food. Let's get them food. If somebody doesn't have a home, let's create a pathway for them to, to them get a home. In a hungry cage where they can starve to death. Absolutely. So it's like fuck the police. Um, for real though it's like it's it's fuck the police Um, and man like we could talk about this for For a long time yeah yeah for a long time so uh, let's let's maybe go on a slightly lighter topic you're very proud to be a cat dad oh yeah blue and black they're my boys and and little biscuit head is my is my is my little my my little sister she at my mama house what is it about being a cat dad that you enjoy? Expressing? Man, I didn't even know I like cats till I got like because my roommate had a bunny, and then I was going to PetSmart with her to get uh, my old roommate to get a uh, get some bunny food, and then I just saw I saw Black in the cage, and I was like, he was the only one in there, and I was like, I can't just leave this nigga here, like like I, when I made eye contact, I was like, I got my first cat. He was three weeks old. He was a little baby. He had worms and shit. I had to squeeze his mouth open and drop worm, worm dewormer and shit. Like I, I raised him from a baby. Uh, 
So yeah, them my them my kids blew my blew my boy too. I mean, I got him in December of 2020, so just in the winter of the pandemic. So as I think I found my like, comfort in my crib, like those been my like those my point guards, like those my 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 boys. So I, I love I love them good and, and you know for me too when I have like when I have a company and guests in my crib like if blue and black don't fuck with you you probably not gonna be in my crib again because. They're, they're, they keep the energy. They, yeah, they're good energy <laughs> sensors. Yeah, for real. Because, yeah, like, period. I read in the 20s, the In Their 20s article, that you also see Fortune House as, like, a space to foster play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the, you know, that, that whole idea is, you know, we did a video game night, and I'm just like, what are the things that, and with the homie Aziz, like, we was just thinking, like, what are the things that we do that bring us joy, right? And some, it's as simple as playing, playing Mario Kart, playing Super Smash Bros. Like, that's how I think about, like, when I was a kid, like, how did I build friendships playing in the playground? You know what I mean? Mm, playing on, playing on Nintendo too. DS. And, like, I think at the heart, like, play, there's so many words that play represent. I think play is creativity. So mm. play is having... Like I have free tattooed on my face is like having that that confidence and having that you know letting your guard down and being able to express yourself. So that happens here. That happens outside of here. I think play is the absence of creative limitation. Mm. Like for myself, for example, like I'd be playing Pokemon Showdown. Like I'm I've played like four thousand matches in the past two years. So I'll be on that shit, right? That's my escape. It, it gets my brain turning and like, you know, I'm looking at like, like just the different values in it. It's literally all equations, but to me, that's pretty fun. So just having fun. I think it's important to, you know, we, the world is so serious. Yeah. There's so many so issues serious. that we're navigating and we have to navigate those issues. But at the same time, like, we still don't we want to be happy too, you know? So that's the importance of play. Um, it's just uh, creating a space for us to be happy. Where is this, where's Fortune House headed? Like, well, uh, where, what do you want to, where do you want to take it? And how can I, and how can anyone listening or watching help support you in yeah. that mission? Um, I mean, we want to continue to build this space into an art center at the front of a creative renaissance. Um, I want to continue to give back to my community and, and, and what Chicago needs, right? Um, and I mean, I see us building strong, comprehensive programs that explore multiple disciplines, um, producing large-scale events that create unforgettable experiences um, that tap into history, that tap into expression, past, present, future, every step in between. But I mean, really just function, functioning as a high-level creative company. So production, being production-oriented. There's a lot of, I'm not going to give every single play. Can't give it all away. Can't give it all away. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of things in motion, just trying to figure out how to build something. And not even how, but it's, we're building something impactful. Right. Um, and so it's just continuing to take those steps. And like, all we need is just, you know, come buy a sweatshirt, come buy a t-shirt, 
donate to us. Like, a thing, a little you know what I mean? We drop, drop, we, we're doing, we're sponsoring the homies hair care show. Drop off some, you know what I mean? Drop off some, some natural hair products. You know I what I mean? You know what I mean? The little things like that add up. And so, you know, if I, and that's all we need from our community. It's just, you know, the little things add up. Well, thank you so much, McCoffrey, for joining me on the show today. This was amazing. My J, it's great to be on. Bless. Peace, brother. Thanks so much for tuning in. The best way you can support The Intersection is to like, subscribe, leave a review on your podcast platform, or share the show with someone you think will like it. That's the most important one. If you do any of these things, I'll be grateful. Send me a note on Instagram showing proof, and I'll leave you a voice note with my own gratitude. Thanks.